like what you waiting on? Check, check, cause on your phone. This the Tony Sands show, turn your radio on. Kelsey just turned down like a field goal, so we in the zone. Got games like a stadium, I'ma go ahead and pack the dome. I'm cooler, smoother, make you think with your medulla. You a student, I'ma school you with the facts that I'm producing. This is for the high schoolers, college students, nah. Everyone can do it, do this, I ain't new to this. My style is rich, it's lucrative, maneuver through it. You know we fast, Shirley. You know it's so sensational, like my big homie Tony. Listen, you're back another Thursday night before the NFL kickoff. We are kicking it off on the Tony Sands Show. We are breaking it down. Me and my man B going to break the game down tonight. A big game. Big game. Rams and the Bills. What a matchup on a Thursday night, though, B. That's a, to me, listen, and, I, and I'm not taking anything away from either team at all. I'm not taking nothing away from either team. But it would have been more exciting to me if you would have had this game being the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh. I thought it would have it would have brought more excitement. I guarantee you, two NFL fans if you had that game versus the Bills and the Rams. You're starting already with the Cowboys situation. If you go out the box. But I'm, but I'm saying to the Tom Brady matchup on Sunday, you can't wait to that. It's only no. a couple of days. If you want to kick off, listen. If you want to kick off, like like my song say, kick off on kick it off on Thursday. You're talking about the NFL is kicking off. How could you not have the Dallas Cowboys Tony, on a Thursday night kickoff? Tony, we have the defending Super Bowl champions on in an hour. This is Week One. In week one, what you want to do is you want to have marquee football teams. You want to have a champ. You want to you want to have a champion on week one. You want a champion on week one. No, no, no. I said a champion. The Los Angeles Rams are fresh, fresh off of a Super Bowl victory. Listen, fresh off of a Super Bowl, you can't tell me that the Tampa, Tampa, and the Dallas Cowboys game. Would not have been more exciting than the Rams. It's perfect where they have it scheduled. There's nothing wrong where they have it scheduled. But tonight is about the Super Bowl defending champions on national television against the Buffalo Bills that have now added Vaughn Miller. This is a big football game, as you just mentioned a moment ago, Tony. That's why this is on television tonight. No, listen. No, listen. I don't want to disrespect either one of those teams. The Rams is coming off a Super Bowl champion. Rams are coming there, but I'm saying you add the Bills to that, you add the Buffalo Bills to that, and you call this exciting? Absolutely. I mean, Josh Allen, Tony, is possibly going to be the the MVP of the National Football League this year, okay? Now you got got Stephon Diggs still playing wide receiver at a premium level. You got Gabriel Davis on the other side. You got Dawson Knox at tight end. You got a solid running game. That needs to really step up this year and improve a lot. But hey, listen, 
this is a serious football team that, and the defense, we don't even need to mention the defense. The defense is outstanding. So, Tony, the, the perfect matchup for tonight. Week one, the whole country is watching. Great way to kick off the season. Listen, like I said, I'm not taking these, but I, I know when I'm talking about a week one, and I know it's on week one on Sunday, but I'm talking about a week one kicking off the NFL. You have to bring the Dallas Cowboys into the fold. You cannot eliminate Jerry and the Dallas Cowboys into the first game of kickoff. Okay, let's take it back to last year. Look at the excitement that that game brought to the NFL. And you tell me that was an exciting game? You got a Sunday night game. You got Sunday night football when everybody Uh, has already played. Everybody got their Sunday dinner sitting down with their family. The majority of people, I would love to do a poll to see the majority of people that start watching the Sunday night game and watching the Sunday night game. Because I know sometimes I'll watch it and then probably the second half will start watching me. And then well, that's because that's because that's because you know you done ate a good meal, you done sat there. And that's relaxed. what I'm saying. So Thursday, you got the itis, you got the itis going on. Thursday, you are normally in a sports bar atmosphere. Thursday night is sports bar atmosphere, correct? Week one, that is true. That is true. But that's week one, week one, Sunday night football, the entire country will be watching that Dallas game. But see, what happens what? is, is you Cowboy fans, you're so giddy for the kickoff, you just can't wait till Sunday. Listen, man, uh, look, look, that's all this is. And then the Sunday matchup in that game, you're talking about Tom Brady and yes. who we spoke about last week, Tom Brady, and all his issues will pair off against Dak Prescott, which we're finding out that Dak is having some issues with the ankle because of the cleats that he was wearing. Had some problems, hurted his ankle. We're going to see how that's going to play out was Tom sabbatical or Dak's ankle, which one of those will eliminate or make one team chances against another greater? I, I Listen, you know who I'm rolling with. It ain't no secret. I think Tom Brady has too much on his mind. Yeah, he has too much on his mind. I mentioned to you last week, Tony, this guy's yeah. got off-the-field issues. Yeah. He's a human yeah. being. He's a human yeah. being like anybody else. Okay? I, I, and I'm following when, it. When he didn't. And when he didn't honor up his obligations at his house in his private situation, it it carried into his work-life situation, just like it does anybody else, right? But the difference in this game, I think, is going to be the coaching, which has been the discussion since last season. Now, Todd Bowles, Todd Bowles, we know, is a good defensive coordinator. He's taking over now for Bruce Arians. I think Todd Bowles will have this team ready to go. They'll play solid defense, and they won't require time to do for so much. Here's the thing, though. Mike McCarthy, though, I don't really trust him, Tony. He's made some bad in-game decisions. The offensive line is looking suspect already for the Dallas Cowboys. All right? And the defensive line has a limited pass rush. So, so, you know, you're going to have to put Parsons on the defensive line possibly to be able to put some pressure on Tom Brady. I'm I'm, I'm with that. From an X's and O's standpoint, you're probably going to have to move Parsons down the side Okay, yes. on on the outside, along with uh, Demarcus Lawrence on the other side, Correct. to be able to put that pressure on them, right? Right. Now, if you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, though, you're going to try to cut that middle of the Cowboys defense without Parsons in the middle there and go right after Leighton Vanderich. Right, but but don't now. So when you say go after Vanderich, you're making it seem like he is not going to be able to hold that middle. 
He's not going to be able to carry. This is the guy that I want you to remember his name on Monday, on, on Sunday night. Cameron Bray, tight end, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tony, no, this guy is a good, good tight end. Had a really good season last year. Runs multiple different route patterns. When the ball but is snapped, he can run multiple different patterns, and he has a rapport with Tom Brady now. But understand now, Tom Brady is not playing with the same unit of offense that he played with when they matched up against the Dallas Cowboys last year in week one. But Brady was no there AB. last year. Brady There's was no there AB. There's but no Gronkowski. Right, but Brady was there last year. And that's what I'm saying to you. I understand that. That's what I'm saying. But now you play a defensive coordinator going to this game a little different this year than you go into it last year. Last year, you're, mm-hmm. you're talking about A.B., Gronkowski. A healthy Godwin. A healthy, a healthy Godwin. Godwin. And a healthy Tom Brady with, with a point. With no, with no problems. You know, with no problems. You don't have that this year. You have no Gronk, no A.B., and you got a quarterback that got his girl, his wife, on the back of his mind. More than he got football because at the end of the day, he still got to try to call her because she's left the compound. And if I'm not mistaken, don't quote me on it, but I heard there's a flight leaving the country. Hey, well, I mean, the reports are she's going to Costa Rica. This guy, like you said, Tony, has got a lot more problems and a lot more issues. But but what I think to beat the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday, he won't have to play Tom Brady football throwing three touchdowns. They'll play a conservative time. style, but watch out for Cameron Brake against the Dallas Cowboy middle linebackers. That's going to be the matchup to watch out for. Now, the only thing that, that puzzled me in this, and I'm, I, I, you know, Facebook throws some crazy stuff up on it constantly, but this was one that puzzled me. I mean, okay. Don, can we put that picture up? Can we put that picture up of, of, of Zeke? And this puzzled me. And, you know, that's, and these, this is my team and this is my guy, but. Elliot? Yeah. Wow. I'm trying to figure out this picture more than I'm trying to figure out anything. Listen, it ain't the hair that, that grabs my attention. Is that his man purse? What's this going on here? Is this, is this That's his man bag. It's man bag. Yeah. That's a man bag. Is that a man bag? Or when you look at that, what you look at? I, I'm just saying. I, now this is my dude. Now this is my team. He's holding his sister's purse. <laughs> you can take that down, dog. Take, see, I, I shouldn't even did my, my team like that. But I just had to break that down because guess what? You know, I get criticism on that a lot. So I just wanted to make sure that everybody was able to register what I get criticism on. But listen, he's going to handle his business. He's going to handle his business. He, to me, listen, he's playing, came out of camp. Feeling good, looking good, carrying money in the bag. This is what's going to be his year, man. I'm telling you, this is going to be his year. Tony, you, you gotta understand. Ask. You gotta understand something. Why I think Zeke Elliott is going to struggle most likely. One is because the Dallas Cowboys are going to be behind in most of these football games. Correct. So they're not going to be able to establish the run if they don't establish the run from really early in the football game, which Mike McCarthy is not um, privy to do normally. He's yes. very pass-happy, doesn't get the run established in the game, tends not to get his superstar players established early enough in the football game. So right. what I think is going to happen is Zeke is going to struggle also because back to what we mentioned before, the offensive line is deteriorated on the Dallas Cowboys. 
Just just the natural. Oh, oh, uh, oh think, it's just attrition and age. But the problem here, though, is, is that Jerry Jones and Jerry Jr., Stephen Jones, rather, have not recuperated and built enough right. of a pipeline of offensive right. linemen to plug and play like most NFL football teams. And that's, so that's, that's why you got Jason Peters going coming out from fishing. 40 right years now. old, 40 coming, years. yes. And I, listen, I think we're going to do enough. We'll, we'll put enough in, but who, we was not expecting Tyrod to go down. We felt, but to even me, and I'm going to say I am a Cowboys fan, I still stand last year. I thought bringing him back this year was still not a, we had not upgraded the offensive line at all. I think we still stayed at a standpoint when it comes to revamping that offensive line because it's got to come. We got to revamp the offensive line if we're planning on playing deep into January. We got to. That's uh, to me. That's our biggest Achilles heel. I think it was. It it it, it it's got to change. It's got to happen. Jerry's got to get on the ball with that part of our game. I think our defense will play tough enough this year to keep us in games to where that hole won't show as much because I think that's going to be able to understand how to play the game with him lacking at the offensive line position. So I don't find this to, that to be a bother. I know some of you guys are going to want to wake up, especially my man Stephen A. He's going to want to wake up on on. Sunday night, putting on that cowboy hat, trying to make a mark of us. But guess what? That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. At a big all. game for the Cowboys. Cowboys a, a need this first. Cowboys need this Cowboys. first win more than Tampa Bay needs this first win. If Tampa Bay loses, it's just a loss for Tampa Bay. They can come back next week. If the Dallas Cowboys lose, you can start the Mike McCarthy meter of when he's getting fired. Listen, listen, don't – we're not firing our guy. If we haven't just, done it yeah, yet, guess, we're not going to fire him in the middle of the season. So do not go yeah. to saying we're going to let some – one game is not going to make or break the Dallas Cowboys because guess what? We're looking for January, and we're going to be there in January. As I told you earlier off the air, listen, the only reason we have it and you guys keep talking is because a couple controversial plays – has not made us go, and, and and we're still knowing, was it a catch or was it not a catch? We're going to ask the question. The question is, how long before Dan Quinn is the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys? That's what the, this is going to come down to. The minute that the Cowboys lose on Sunday, if they lose, the minute that they lose, the meter no, starts no, on. When is Dan no, Quinn going to take no. over his team? I, Mike I, McCarthy I, is out of control. Know I, you know what I say? The media is not going to jump all over this because they understand we've lost Tyron Smith. The line is not as healthy. No excuses. So you got to get a no guy excuses. done. There's no excuses, Tom. Come on, you, you got to get a guy excuses now. As a matter of fact, Don, no, do me a favor. We're going to head to the commercial break. And we're going to come back here on the Tony Sands show with me and my man B, and we're going to dig more into the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with my man Stephen A. We're going to let Stephen A. bring us back when we come out of this commercial break. Stay tuned here on the Tony Sands Show. Thanksgiving weekend, Brown County is officially on lock. We got this as we get ready for the most anticipated festival around. It's the Poplar Fall Festival. Performing live is Plies. <laughs> Put it on your calendar, Biz. Plies back in the city. What's in my pocket, Big face, honey. 
Jennings. The Pompano Fall Festival, man, November the 26th, man. It's that festival going down. Kiki Wyatt. Hey, Florida, it's your girl, Kiki Wyatt. Come and meet me November the 26th at the Pompano Fall Festival. I cannot wait to see y'all there. Phil. Robe and many more. Also performing Prince Raheem, Black Pack, MC Shadi, and Chigolo Tony. Saturday, November 26th at the Pompano Community Park. Gates open at 2 p.m. till 11 p.m. for the second annual Pompano Fall Festival. Tickets available online at eventbrite.com. Also get tickets at Easy OZ Bail Bar and Chinaman Print Shop in Lauderhill. For more info, call 954-857-8802. We're back here live on the Tony Sand Show with my man D. See what's going on, my brother. Listen, we back. Hey, give me a favor. Before we get into this talking, Don, can you bring me, put up that, put up the Stephen A and the Michael Irvin soundbite, and we're going to get deeper into why we, me, Michael Irvin, think that the Dallas Cowboys are the number one team in the league, and we could possibly go undefeated. Don't shake your head on this one. Undefeated? Are you crazy? Yes. That's not going to happen. How? We haven't you when was the last time you see somebody go undefeated? Hey, look, when the last time you seen a team like the Dallas Cowboys? My the Miami Dolphins went undefeated is the only time. That was with Don Shula back in the days. No, 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 no. But that's no no really. DC, I'm really focused because yeah. they're focused, they're going up against each other. So so and I and you're telling me which team is in better situation with both teams being in some injury situations. And I, I, I honestly believe it's the Dallas Cowboys. Let me tell you why. Because the injuries, the injuries that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have strictly directly affects their greatest strength. Their greatest strength is Tom Brady. You get pressure on Tom Brady up the middle of the field, that has been Tom Brady's kryptonite. Everybody knows that. And now you're missing your top guys in the middle of that football field, and you're coming up against some very good defensive lines. Now, the Dallas Cowboys, yes, they have some injury issues. They have some talent issues. They have some injury issues on that tackle position that they just signed Peters to. Now, that to the practice squad. To the practice squad. To the practice squad. They're just okay, giving them ahead. some time to work <laughs> right, themselves right, in right. the shape okay. without okay. having to, to get them on the main roster to keep right. those guys they need. That, that, that's, that's all just here and there. You know what they are doing. But, but, no, but we can come you back. Can, we can you, bring you back. Can work I heard enough. Michael Irvin proved our point enough that the Dallas Cowboys is that team. We're going to beat the Tampa Bay. Listen, Dallas Cowboys will beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm guaranteeing that. That's like when we come back next Thursday, I'm guaranteeing you, I want you to put on a Cowboys hat and wear it proud. Take that Bronco crap off and put on a Cowboys hat. You know what? I don't understand. What are you? Listen, this guy, Tom Brady, doesn't have to throw for 400 yards to beat this Dallas Cowboys team, Tom. They can run the ball effectively. Come on. Short pass game like he's always done. And he's going to be able to win this football game. Oh. Now, 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 when are the Dallas Cowboys come prepared with, with Mike McCarthy? We've been prepared. We've been prepared in games. Listen, He's I, the coach not prepared, though. That's the problem. See, the players come prepared. Diggs is prepared. Zeke's prepared. Dak's prepared. But the rest of the guys are prepared. But the coach is not prepared. That's where the big problem comes in with this year for the Dallas Cowboys. Come on. Can Mike McCarthy manage a football game? And can he actually win these big football games that he needs to win? Start with Sunday against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Come on, man. We listen. We we are not going to listen. 
And as we're talking injuries, let's jump into a little bit of the NFL key injuries, who, what players, who's going to play, who's not, and how would your team suffer if those key players do not play mm. this week, week one. Let's get into that. Give me some of your keynote guys that, that's going to be possibly out and may hurt some teams in their performance this weekend in week one. Well, first, let's start with tonight, Tony. Matthew Stafford, the man who's thrown for over 4,000 yards yes. last year, 41 touchdowns, Super Bowl winning champion quarterback. On the field tonight, is this arm hurt? Did he, this offseason procedure that he's actually admitted to now, is yes. this procedure now going to be able to uh, affect his passing game? We need to see that tonight, start with Matthew Stafford against the Buffalo Bills. Correct. Then also, Tony, we can't forget, Van Jefferson is out tonight. Okay, so anybody watching this game against Buffalo Bills and the Rams, the Los Angeles Rams, you got to remember Van Jefferson is not playing in this football game. Excellent right. route runner, helps get Cooper Cup open on these various routes. So he's out of the game tonight. So that's one person that's going to be a big notable name right. out for the first week of the NFL season. Another person we need to talk about is J.C. Jackson. Correct. Okay, now since 2018, Tony, J.C. Jackson has the most interceptions in the NFL. Yes, just came over from the New England Patriots, signed with the Los Angeles Chargers this year. Guess what? The Chargers played in the, the Las, Vegas, Las Vegas Raiders this week. So you got Devontae Adams Correct. just coming over to the Raiders, but no J.C. Jackson going to match up on the Chargers side against him one-on-one. So that's a big matchup that we're going to miss this week. So that's a notable person that's going to be out this week. It's gonna be so out. we have to see how that affects him. Chris Godwin, let's talk about him in the Dallas Cowboys game, as we mentioned before. That's game time decision. Game time big. decision. That's big. Huge. Huge. I mean, if he that doesn't have Godwin and Gronkowski's, you know, off somewhere doing the wrestling thing and enjoying his life, this is going to be big for time to adjust. So can Correct. he adjust or can he not adjust? So those are some notable guys. And then Mike Thomas also today came up, sat out of practice. We know the long history of Mike Thomas now. My certain thing about Mike Thomas is, is, is this man willing to play football and is he going to show up this year for the New Orleans Saints? And and listen, and we we can't still forget about when, like I told you earlier in the show, Dak Prescott and the ankle. How severe, because he was limited in practice also today because of the, the ankle, the cleats bothering the ankle. How much does that affect him planning on that foot in this game. Do you feel like that's going to hurt him? Do you feel no. like he'll be okay no. enough to get you'll through this game? You'll take that ankle up if you're the Cowboys. You take that ankle up properly. Shoot it up if you have to, but you're not trying to do that week one in the NFL season right now. What you're trying to do is tape that thing up and go to a short, mediocre passing game. Correct. A moderate passing game, 15, 20-yard maximums. And if he does throw it deep, let's not forget, most of Dak Prescott, 60 to 70% of his his offensive plays are from the shotgun position anyway. So he's already got a two to three, four yard advantage. Once he takes one step back, puts that ball in the air, hitting guys on timing routes, crossing routes, various things like that. So I think the ankle's not going to really be the issue. I think more the issue is going to be, is go. Mike McCarthy going to be able to handle this big football game and the it's stage? It's, we played in the big state. We played on the big state. Everybody making it seem like, Tampa blew Dallas Cowboys out last year. We understand how that game ended, correct? Well, let's talk about the kicking game now. I mean, who's the, what, what are the Dallas Cowboys doing about the kicking? 
something that nobody wants to talk about. But hey, listen, the kicker is a person too on the field. This is going to be big. Late in the game, if you can't execute these field goals, this is going to be big. And Mike McCarthy may, in a situation, try to kick long field goals with a guy that he knows doesn't have the range. That's what I'm saying. But listen, as I'm saying, we're not going to be in a situation like we've been in the past to where the kicking game is going to decide this game. We're not worried about that. We have enough firepower on defense. You got to understand, we got two of the best young Defensive players in the game. Really, probably one of the best Michael Parsons. Then you got a guy, 11 interceptions. Come on. That was last year, though. It's a new year. And they are coming to make a bigger impact this year. Randy Gregory, by the way, wears one of these hats now. For all you Cowboy (laughs) fans and Cowboy fans out there. And we're gonna give him to Gregory you guys. Now wears one of these. We listen. We're not even gonna get into his situation. You gotta, re- you gotta replace him now. That's what I'm saying. From an X's standpoint, from an X's and O's standpoint, you gotta put Parsons That's a back tough situation. Down. That is a tough situation, and I'm not. It is. I'm not going to underestimate that at all. Not another one person. To, another person to mention to you, David Bakhtiari, left tackle, Green Bay Packers. Yes. Working his way back from a serious debilitating knee injury. Protects Aaron Rodgers' backside. Now, listen, this is a big thing. Yes. Aaron, but I'm going to tell you something. Aaron needs his protection. And we talked about this last week. I think Aaron Rodgers, and we talked about young guys struggling. I think Aaron Rodgers struggled this year. I think his receivers try to, him trying to get timing up with the receivers. These young guys, I think they struggle. Cobb is too old, and we must well, understand it. Well, let's talk about it. I mean, you got this kid Watson that they got out of uh, North Dakota State, yes, Tony, yes. that has not really practiced much. I mean, he's hurt, so he will not be playing in this game most likely. Correct. Alan Lazard yeah. is a person that, that was his go-to guy last year along with Devontae Adams. Adams is now in Las Adams Vegas. Adams is now in Vegas. He's now in Las Vegas. Now Lazard is not playing in this game. So as you mentioned, and Aaron Rodgers may struggle early in the season. He may struggle early. And if he struggle early, do we see the Aaron Rodgers that we know he could be when it comes to him and the front office? Do we find that Aaron Rodgers sneak his head back up out of his turtle shell and start pointing fingers at everybody but who? Aaron Rodgers. Even though he got paid already I think this will not really hear anything. The guy's got this paycheck. That's all he really wanted in the end anyway. Not, not for a guy like Aaron Rodgers. He, he's wanted already... to get, he wanted to get paid and didn't want to look out for Devontae Adams and take less money so Devontae Adams could stay with him. He wanted to secure, as they say, his own bag. He was only looking out for himself, which may be right. This is business. But Aaron Rodgers, in the end, I don't think he'll complain. He'll just turn to the front office and say, you got to go get me some other guys. These guys are not good. And he'll look and say, it's on them, not me, yes. as you just now said, you know. And, and, and while we're on the word of business, we're going to run to a commercial break to pay the bills. But when we come back, we're going to dig deep into Deion Sanders' business. The mm. decisions that Deion Sanders are making, is it hurting the HBCU or is it elevating the HBCU? 
Find out here on the Tony Sands Show as we come back after this commercial break, as we break down the pros and cons of Deion Sanders with the HBCU. Thanksgiving weekend, Brown County is officially on lock. We got this as we get ready for the most anticipated festival around. It's the Popular Fall Festival. Performing live, it's Plies. <laughs> Put it on your calendar, Biz. Plies back in the city. What's in my pocket now? Big face hunting. It's the Pompano Fall Festival, man, November the 26th, man. It's that festival going down. Kiki Wyatt. Hey, Florida, it's your girl, Kiki Wyatt. Come and meet me November the 26th at the Pompano Fall Festival. I cannot wait to see y'all there. Phil. Rome and many more. Also performing Prince Raheem, Black Pack, MC Shadi, and Chigolo Tony. Saturday, November 26th at the Pompano Community Park. It's only 2 p.m. till 11 p.m. for the second annual Pompano Fall Festival. Tickets available online at eventbreak.com. Also get tickets at Easy OZ Bail Bar and Chinaman Print Shop in Lauderhill. For more info, call 954-857-8802. We're live back here on the Tony Sands Show. Listen. And I told you, Deion Sanders, we brought, we talked about this earlier. We, me and you got into this earlier about Deion Sanders and his position and his stance on why he's staying at HBCU. You felt that he should take Jackson State and go to a PWI. I don't see, that's not the reason why Deion Sanders came to Jackson State. Deion Sanders came to Jackson State to elevate the HBCUs to let people know that, guess what? You can go to an HBCU and have that same success like he did when he went to Florida State. He's trying to elevate young men to understand their culture. And not only that, but understand that you can come here, get a quality education, and make it to the next level. I see him doing a great job. I know we talked about it off air. You felt that he should take this thing to a PWI conference. It's it's business, and that's the reason with this whole business, Tony. Any other football coach in this level of NCAA coaching level that has a certain level of success with the brand, the brand of the school, the the success of the football team, let's say, okay? The whole thing, the whole level of the Jackson State brand has raised because of Deion Sanders. I understand that. If you would put any other person in that situation, we would not be sitting here talking about Jackson State like that. Listen, but that was the reason why he came to the HBCU, because he wanted to elevate him. Why would he, and I know you're saying the business part of it, should he himself either take Jackson State to another conference, that would make him look very hypocritical. It would. No, because he's pushing not. for HBCUs to be elevated, not no. for them to start exiting. Oh, no. let me explain we, to you, Tony. Uh, let me explain uh, to you something. Let me explain uh, something to you. The only reason why this Jackson State thing, again, is big is because Deion Sanders. So I respect that's why the fact he went that there. I understand, but what he's, you can't expect another school to replicate what he did. He ain't got, he ain't bringing in Deion Sanders at the other school. They are not replicating it, but they are elevating. Young Eddie George and those two will pair off. Eddie okay, let's see how. Listen, talent talent level is going to be a big thing. Okay, but no, these other schools, these other schools, Travis Hunter made that known that guess what? Me being one of the number one recruits in the country, 
I can go to Jackson State and still have fun. Did you hear? I wish because I had that sound. Deion like, I Sanders, have... Because Deion Sanders is the greatest cornerback in the history of the, the National Football League and an outstanding college cornerback. So who better that. to who better to learn from that position? I, I understand. Right? I, I understand that. I, I, I truly understand Just, what you're saying. But what I'm saying is, what I'm saying to you is, Deion Sanders had a plan when he came to Jackson State. You saw how he came in in covert. They yes. brought him into the arena. He had a plan. Great. You got to remember, it, Deion Sanders was a high school coach. It's he had, he, he it's had high Right. So why would you take something that is working and move it? Because, it look- because the talent level that Deion Sanders has on Jackson State and who he can bring in from around the country, Tony, Correct. in relation to another one of these other schools, you fill in the blank of Delaware State, Morgan State, Southern Universe, Southern, anybody other HBCU schools cannot bring in what Deion Sanders can bring in right now. So what I'm saying is... You forgot. Go ahead. What I'm saying is these other transfer portal... Don't let him get his hands on these other guys. Some of the HBCUs. That's what I'm saying The transfer portal has helped them. That's right. But what I'm saying is... Right. But now what's going to happen is Deion's level of talent is just going to continue to rise. Alabama do it each and every year. Alabama do it each and every year. Their talent has risen. But when these other schools get good and their brand rises and they make a little bit more money, they start looking for opportunity to move to another conference to be able to push the brand. Okay, he pushed the brand at HBCU. Alabama, what Alabama going to say, okay, they're, they're doing it every year. They've been doing it on this stage what, for years. But what's wrong Alabama. with him saying, all right, let's take this as an example. What's what? wrong with Deion Sanders saying, hey, listen, I'm going to go to let's just use any conference that's like, I'm just going to use like Western Kentucky, as I mentioned to you. Or let's say he starts playing games or he goes to a conference, one of these lower level conferences, Sun Belt, whatever conference we want to pick, okay, where he's playing Western Kentucky, let's say, or North Texas or UTSA or some of these other schools where, or Arkansas State, where he can be able to raise the brand of his school kind of the same way to App State. And UCF, okay. we watched these schools have grown in the last year. I'm hearing what you're saying. But now, if he does that, right, and he jumps from the HBCU, okay. you, you could possibly start a trickle-down effect, and then what happens to the HBCU football? No, it, the HBCU is going to – the structure is going to stay the same just like oh. any convic- – just no, like everybody's going to be looking for the exit. No, no, no but you got to understand something. You can't everybody's do gonna it, look for the exit. but you can't do what he did. That's what I'm saying. But is, that's is why that I'm saying the, there's got the Jacks, to be the, a trailblazer, the, and he's Jack, not. He's the trailblazer, and that's why so, he's going to take. He's the first guy that will be able to say, "Hey, oh. listen, I did that. I'm a still. What's wrong with him still playing? A few right. H, what's wrong with him playing a few HBCU schools?" Right, no. and still playing in that, this conference that he is. No, still no. because now you go from HBCU to PWI. He's but, trying to elevate the HBCU, not give money to the he's PWI. He's already elevated it. He's already elevated. He's it, gonna, but he, he no, he's got to keep rising. It's he's not responsible for that though. This no. whole conference, the whole no. HBCU is he riding it on his back. Tone. Okay. They're right. Tone, listen, that whole HBCU is riding his back right now. 
because no, no, no one else is getting attention like Jackson State right what now. What did Atlanta do? What, what did Florida State do? Ride his back. What did Atlanta do? Ride his well, back. We're not what saying did about that, though, ride back. What, what I'm saying, what did though, the Cowboys do? No, what we, used what, to it. what we saying, though, is, though, He's is used that to what, it. why are other schools able to make money, go to bowl games, okay, and then be able to say, hey, listen, you know what? Let's let's go to another conference so we can be able to move up the lap. Okay? But he's wrong for taking his team or his university out of the HBCU model. Put it it this way. I know he won't leave at least for another three. For another three years. He's stuck. Not that he's stuck, but he's there for another three. I'm quite sure you know why he is there for another three years. and, And with him, it's no rush to leave Jackson State. Now, will he take criticism if he does leave in three? Yeah. But can you say he did something at the HBCU that no one ever have done? Yeah. But what I'm saying to you is right now, and that's talking with them on Friday at the press, he's happy. Deion Sanders is happy. But what I'm saying is, I'm not saying he should leave Jackson State. I'm saying to you, why is it fair? Why is it fair for other schools to make money at bowl games, bring in recruits, put more people in the stands, get on ESPN, sell more shirts and and, national, and, and brand recognition, and, and then decide to go and decide to go to a different conference to make money? And it's wrong for Deion Sanders to think about taking Jackson State. I'm going to tell you what he said about that answer at his press conference. His exact words were, why do I got, why do we got to move in order for us to make change? Why do we got to move in order for us to make change? Listen, let's not not getting, you're not getting Michigan, you're not getting Michigan to come in to sign up with all these HBCU schools, or it's not a line of schools signing up with HBCU schools. Okay. He's done something to these PWIs and have put him on check and on scare. When he signed Travis Hunter, when he signed Travis Hunter, it shook up PWIs. It shook up the SEC. Don, do me a favor. Do you have that sound bite for Deion Sanders? I hope we we was able to get that that sound bite from Deion Sanders. If we was able to get that sound bite, I want to let you know. Why do you think Nick Saban... But you got came out and said what he said. From what Nick Saban said Wednesday night regarding the buying, as Saban put it, of players by the school that Deion Sanders now coaches. So if the NCAA doesn't get some protection from litigation, whether we got to get an antitrust or whatever it is, from a federal government standpoint, this is not going to change because they cannot enforce their rules, just like Nate said. We have a rule right now that says you cannot use name, image, and likeness to entice a player to come to your school. Hell, read about it in the paper. I mean, Jackson State paid a guy a million dollars last year that was a really good Division I player to come to school. It was in the paper, and they bragged about it. Nobody did anything about it. And uh, that sparked a reaction from Deion Sanders, who, uh, first of all, it was reported by Jean-Jacques Taylor of Anscape.com that it was 250000 in pending and future NIL payments for the player in question. Travis Hunter, I believe, was his name. 
what Deion Sanders said, and this gets to the point we were just making, Peter. Coach Saban wasn't talking to me. Coach Saban wasn't talking to Jimbo Fisher. He was talking to his boosters. He was talking to his alumni. He was talking to his givers. He was trying to get money. That's what he was doing. He was just well, using us to get to right where he was trying. Right there. Let's get back to the – listen. Now, here you are, Nick Saban. You won national championships. You won several national championships. Right now, you're one of the greatest college coaches to ever coach the game. Why do you go out and make a comment like that? Only you make a comment like that if, guess what? This level of field, this playing field of level is starting to crack because now Deion Sanders go and get the number one guy. And you, and you heard what he said, a division one guy, as if Jackson State is not a division one program. You got to understand one thing, Tony. The kid went to Jackson State because he plays the same position that Deion Sanders played previously when Deion Sanders was a professional in college corner also. So he went there to get the understanding of how to be a, a, a hall of, under the acumen of a Hall of Fame cornerback, get the yeah. tutelage, fundamentals and all, okay? So that's why he actually went to Jackson State. But that's kind of like proving my point of what I'm saying to you is, is that the level playing field of Jackson State and these other HBCU schools is not on the same level. And that's why it's going to be a very big test this weekend to see how Eddie George's Tennessee State Holds up against Jackson State because if Jackson State whips them 63 to 10, it's just going to prove my point that Deion Sanders is able to get this amount of talent and the rest of the other people don't have Deion Sanders. Nick Saban does it. Okay. Nick Saban does it every recruiting season. What's wrong with that? Why now that is happening to to Deion Sanders that there is a problem? He's elevating Jackson State. Now, in reference to Nick Saban now. Nick Saban has been winning all this time now. You, and you know how he's been winning. Yes. But the thing about it, though, is, though, is that it's, it's it, the chink in the armor for Alabama and Nick Saban is coming from everywhere. UTSA, App State, all these other schools are, are raising their bar. Okay? Correct. 10, 15 years ago, some of these teams weren't even on television. Nobody even knew these teams even had a team with some of these teams. Now, the bar has risen with college football across the board. So Nick Saban, I think, is feeling it's, he's got to work harder now than ever. Of course, but he had no to get the, the year that Clemson beat him. The year that Clemson won, that's when he had to work harder. He had right. to go and dance in homes that he wasn't used to. You right. would you would have never saw Nick Saban back in the day doing the doing the cha cha slide in someone's home. But you he knew the double now to get a kid now. You got to work harder to get a kid. And he's not. And it's okay, here we go, Travis Hunter, to where they thought. It would have been fine if Travis Hunter would have went to Florida State. No one would have said anything. He goes to Jackson State. Why do you think he go to Jackson State and it caused so much stir? Listen, he the stir, the stir, the stir is about what it was about. Person, when it was about when these teams or not these teams, this coach in particular is accustomed to getting any player he wants. He's used to getting nobody. Nobody tells Nick Saban. Nick Saban, no. Not, Nobody tells him I'm not nobody tells Nick Saban I'm not coming to Tuscaloosa. So what I'm saying to you is, is that Nick Saban, when he found out that this kid went to Jackson State, whether the kid went to Jackson State or Texas AM, where he's got beef with Jimbo no, Fisher no. right now, or, or any it other wouldn't school, have been a big stir. 
It wouldn't have Tone. been a big start. Tone, you got to understand something, Tone. Nick Saban and Deion Sanders do commercials together. Right. And listen, and that's like you said, but it wouldn't have been a big start if he would have went to Florida State to where he was committed to. He was soundly proof. All, hey, this is where I'm going. I'm not ch- visiting. I love Florida State. It was going to be a big thing for Nick Saban. It was going to be a big thing for Nick Saban wherever that kid went. Or no, anybody, no, anybody no, that doesn't, no. anybody that tells Nick Saban no, Nick Saban is going to call it rat poison or anything else. Nick Saban was never on his radar. He was a Florida State guy. He was Florida State all right. the way through until right. the last hour, until the right. last hour of recruiting right. when he decided he was going to Jackson State. Right. That shook up America. But the Why thing about it is, is that you got to understand something. Nick Saban doesn't make a comment off of one scenario. It's a composite or a conglomerate of situations that come together that get the man frustrated, and okay. that's why. And that's why I'm bringing up Jimbo Fisher to you and the trife and the beef and the back and forth that they've had they, by him they, saying that by him saying that Texas A&M has paid multiple millions for players. Okay, so but, but what I'm it's saying NIL. Is, this is the NIL deal, and, 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 and he's been having. Beef, and Nick Saban's part of his beef is not necessarily with Deion Sanders. His but beef he is bought- with the NIL. His beef is with the NIL. His beef is with the way that the college football is recruiting players. Now he's finding out, ah, my boosters, y'all ain't doing your job. But like you say, in our net, in the hood, if your beef ain't with me, don't bring me in it. You bring my name in it, you bring the beef to me. Also, yeah, his beef was with Deion Sanders. You gotta remember something. You you gotta remember something now. Kids don't need to go to the big schools anymore to get recognized. You can play on you can play on ESPNU. There's Fox Sports One and Two. There's CBS Sports Network. There's ACC Networks. And these kids are not driving them crazy. That's driving them crazy. No longer these kids are no longer enamored with having to go to said school. These kids like systems. I understand that. I understand it. You know but what I'm saying to you is Travis Hunter shook up America, and then and, and just recently, oh, really, Tone, yes, yes. Tone, it's a match. What? Tone, it's a match. You tell me, when Tone, let me Hunter give you, signed, let me let me give you, let me give you a better example of what you were saying. If you what you were saying is true, let me give you a better example. If if Archie Manning's son, Arch Manning, yes. the young quarterback, female. Yes. That just decided he's going to Texas, okay? If Arch Manning would have said, I'm going to go to Jackson State, then what you're saying, I it think would have hold, hold on, listen, remember? it would have hold, it would have held bigger weight. But you got to understand something, Tone. This is the number one guy, this is the number one guy, cornerback in the country, who's going to get tutelage and fundamental People, games and how to understand how to play that position from the same guy, from the same guy, People weren't looking at it like that. People weren't looking at it like that. They looked at it like this. They looked at, why should the number one guy, why should this number one recruit, because it hadn't been done before. This kid took the, this had never been done nowhere. This You're kid, misunderstanding one something, recruit, though. You're misunderstanding. you try to couple multiple things. I'm saying to you, the kid couldn't get better coaching anywhere in the country, whether it was an H, hold on, oh. whether it was an HBCU school, or was any other school that he could get from a Hall of Fame gold I'm jacket? Understanding that, Deion I'm with Sanders, you on that. Every every day, every day. I'm with you on that. But what and, I'm saying and, is, and, no and one, on, on and off the field tutelage, talking no about how to be a man, 
how to be a man. And if you looked at the game, and if you looked at some of the sound bites from the game, you saw that kid hug Deion Sanders real tight. And he said, thank you for being a father figure. That's the things that that you are, that people are not understanding. These kids now are understanding their leverage. And they understand that, guess what? I don't have to go here now. Whoa. That's what was told to me. Yes. And it was told to me not to go to HBCUs. Guess what? And why? So guess you can always keep a HBCU down. HBCU no. elevate. Yes. Oh. That's, yes. Yes. If you don't, don't listen. listen. If you don't, don't see. Listen. If you don't, don't see something, what don't happens? Listen. It starts. Don't listen. So listen. The level of play and then throughout the entire country has risen in all neighborhoods. Of course. The level of play has risen. So what of that course. means is, and you got more people playing now. Then hold on, you got more people playing now than you had in 1983 or in 1994. Correct. Correct. There's more humans. There's more kids playing actually. Correct. Okay? And what I'm saying to you is that the talent is spread out now. That's why UTSA is playing a huge. But you're still. UTSA wasn't even on the on the map. But what I'm saying to you is, years ago it was told not to go to HBCU, and I'm gonna I'm bring you. I'm gonna give you. But today, 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 the kids you can't do it because of social media. Social media has opened that door. The kids are going to schools now based off of the scheme and can I play? If you gonna tell this kid to to Alabama and he's gonna be the fourth running back. He's not going where he could go to Bowling Green and start and be on ESPNU every week. That's why Nick Saban right now is losing his mind for the simple fact he is not getting a guy like a Travis Hunter. He's just not. He can't get Travis. He can't get Travis Hunter. He doesn't need him. He gets 30 other, 40 other Travis Hunters. Listen, no, there was only one Travis Hunter. There was only one Travis Hunter. That's why he was the number one cornerback. There's only hold on. one Travis Hunter. Travis Hunter, as good as this kid looks, it's, as good as his recruiting is, he ain't Patrick Sertan that came out a little while ago. He ain't PS2. Listen, listen. He's listen. not PS2. You know that. Come on now. And Patrick wow. Sertan went to Alabama. Listen, man. Who was the number one recruit? That it was in high school this year. Listen. His position. And he balled out. Position. And I was at, at the his, game. He bought the, the young man balled out. At his position, Tone. It's a match made in heaven to go. Listen, if you if somebody told you you were you you are a carpenter, right? Yes. And they I'm said, hey, man, I can get, but listen what I'm saying to I you. If I can get you. That's what I'm saying. If I if somebody said you can go get tutelage from the best carpenter ever in the world, you're gonna go get tutelage from that man. Of course. That's Deion Sanders at the cornerback position, which is the same position this kid plays. Listen, I understand it. That's why I said what I said. I understood why the kid made the decision. Right. A lot of rest of America did not. They looked at that as this kid stepped down. This kid took his talent down. He Because they weren't worried about the tutors that the guy was getting from. They, they was worried about those initials, H-B-C-U. Hey, Tom, listen. Let me ask you a question. How many more years is it going to take for the talent level to rise in the HBCU so that we can be talking about what it is like the team? You know it's moving in that way. I'm it's saying, moving that you way. You think so? You think so? Yes, it's moving in that direction. All right. All right. It's moving in that direction. And the transfer, portal, the transfer portal is helping that. The transfer portal is helping that to elevate like that. That's but why we got some it, of them drafted. That's, that's why this weekend with Deion Sanders against Eddie George, 
Jackson State versus Tennessee State, ladies and gentlemen, going down yeah. this Saturday. Correct. It is important for Eddie George's team to either win the game or compete admirably. Because if Dion blows them out 69 to 3 or 69 to 10, what? it's right back to what I said. Dion is going to keep getting all the talent, and the rest of these HBCU schools, they ain't got no talent. All right, so, but no one says nothing about that when Nick Saban does it. He can't be, Nick when he Saban blows out, okay, no. when Nick Saban blows out somebody in the SEC, no one says nothing. No one says nothing when Nick Saban but blows out somebody in the SEC. That's the conference that he's in, and that's just the time right now. Alabama wasn't always great. They no, what I'm Alabama saying, wasn't since, he, since he's elevated them and he has elevated them, no one is saying when he goes when he goes to one of these smaller SEC schools and blow them out. Oh, oh, he's gonna keep. Yeah, he's gonna keep rising. The more winning, the more rising, the more success that comes with winning. That come and that just telling these rest of these HBCUs, I gotta go do your homework. You got to bring him in. They'll be able to bring him in. I just think we're, we're going to try to make the, the HBCU model extrapolate all the way out for Deion Sanders and who Deion is. I think Deion is a unique person. Yes. Who he can bring in the building is only he can bring that type of person, man. He's like yes. a showman of none other. And I'll just say this to you in conclusion of it. I think that I, I hope the HBCU schools, when they continue to play these ACC schools and these other schools, that they they, they can show up. And it's just not about bands, and it's not about all the other stuff of getting a check. Well, I knew you. Well, I knew, hey, look, game. I was waiting on you to say something about the band. I stayed away. Can we from see the a band good football game? I didn't game? Want to give that attention to the band, but I knew you was going to bring it in. So guess what? With the band coming on, we got to sign off here on the Tony Sand Show. We're going to play our commercial that we've been playing all night long here on the show. We're going to let this band take this show out of here. Listen, it's peace, V man. I, listen. We'll be back Thursday. We'll be grabbing, yes, getting it on. But let's let this thing take it out. Tito, take your thing away from here. Yes, sir. Thanks a lot, Don, on the one and twos. On the baby, getting it down here. We rolling. Commercial break, rolling out of here. Thanksgiving weekend, Brown County's officially on lock. We got this as we get ready for the most anticipated festival around. It's the Poppin' Fall Festival. Performing live, it's Plies. <laughs> Put it on your calendar, Ben. Live back in the city. Life Jennings. Papa No Fall Festival, man. November the 26th, man. It's that festival going down. Kiki Wyatt. Hey, Florida, it's your girl, Kiki Wyatt. Come and meet me November the 26th at the Pompano Fall Festival. I cannot wait to see y'all there. Phil. Robe and many more. Also performing Prince Raheem, Black Pack, MC Shadi, and Chigolo Tony. Saturday, November 26th at the Pompano Community Park. Gates open at 2 p.m. till 11 p.m. for the second annual Pompano Fall Festival. Tickets available online at eventbrite.com. Also get tickets at Easy OZ Bail Bar and Chinaman Print Shop in Lauderhill. For more info, call 954 857 8802.